Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Hello, welcome. Today's topic is all about being addicted to the very device that you are probably listening to this episode on right now, your cell phone. Um, So we're going to jump into thoughts about cell phones, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things. We're excited to chat on this topic. I feel like I need this episode in my life right now so bad. Um, But first, we are going to start with current favorites like always, but today we're spicing it up a little bit. And on our Instagram page, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you definitely should. It's just at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast. We asked some followers to share things that were bringing them joy lately. And so instead of doing our current favorites, Tori's going to kind of um, go through some of the submissions that we got. They're so fun and cute. So Tori, I'll let you take it away. Sounds good. Yeah, we have some good ones. I found myself relating to a lot that were coming through. So the ones that we chose today to share um, are, I feel like a couple of them are seasonal, but uh, they're also just really great things, I think, as well. So one of the submissions we got that's bringing our this follower some joy is heated seat warmers. And I actually like laughed out loud when I read that because I'm like, yes, this is so underrated like heat warmers are awesome and I feel like as soon as it drops in temperature I'm always just like frantically searching for my seat warmer (laughs) totally I have mine on all winter long and now that I'm pregnant I'm like wow this is so nice it like feels good on your back and like it's a whole other level oh yeah yeah. so that's a very yes that's a very very good one another thing that's bringing one follower joy is sunshine So we have, um, we're actually recording this in early November and we have had some really beautiful days lately of just some sunshine and some unseasonably warm days that I think Mm -hmm. is kind of coming to an end, unfortunately. And so I love this one. Um, we just had daylight savings time, so we fell back an hour and now it's starting to get darker. Yeah. Darker earlier. And And so we just, you know, try to take as much sunshine as we possibly can. So that is obviously something that brings us a lot of joy. And then someone submitted that they have a new business slash product launch. So that's very exciting. So congratulations to whoever submitted that. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I love that people are sharing things that bring them joy. I feel like it depends on the day. Um, it depends on the season of life that you're in. It depends on all the things. And yeah. so the submissions that we had were kind of all across the board, but they were also sweet to read. Yes. through. So I fun. agree. Yeah, I agree. And so we'll, we'll continue to ask from time to time on our Instagram, if there is anything that is bringing you joy or just some of your current faves that you would like us to share on, on the podcast. So keep a lookout for that. Um, But now we are going to jump into today's topic and discussion surrounding phone addiction. So today's format is going to be kind of a back and forth on our thoughts, some statistics, and just overall advice surrounding the topic. Yeah. So I will just maybe kick us off. I 
did a little of my own research for this episode. I went to my local library and <laughs> I um, started reading the book. It's called Break Up With Your Cell Phone by Catherine Price. I saw like an influencer post about this book a while ago and it's been on my list to read. And so when I, when we discussed this topic, I was like, I need to read that book in preparation for this. And that book was published in, I think like 2018. And so reading it, there are so many things already in the book that are like outdated, which is crazy <laughs> to me that it's just been a couple years and some of the concepts are outdated, but I learned a lot and there were a lot of like thought provoking chapters. So I'll reference that a few times. Um, and then I also listened to a couple sermons and homilies. And so my first like, oh my goodness, kind of thought was from a sermon that I listened to. Um, they were talking about how like our generation children, when we were growing up, we aspired to be like lawyers, doctors, teachers, those kind of careers. And now the like top two career aspirations are YouTuber and influencer, which is crazy to think about how much things have shifted. And not that this is necessarily bad in all capacity, but it does show the transition that our world is taking. And he specifically talked about how we're wanting to like put ourselves at the center of our lives instead of God at the center of our lives. And that is exactly what the devil wants us to do. That was kind of like the point of the message. Um, and so I don't know, like the greatest way to grow your heart and grow as a human is to kind of grow that appetite for serving and loving others and putting God before self. And so when we're focused on like likes and followers and the endorphins from comments, we can really easily fall into Satan's trap of being like self-centered and that whole like self-care movement kind of thing. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. I know that's not like specifically phone related, but that was kind of the first thing where I was like, that is so true. I mean, our phones, social media, all of that has kind of changed our mindsets to self-centered instead of serving others or being God-centered, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And to be completely honest, like when we decided to tackle on this topic, Mary, I was like pretty nervous and apprehensive because I am realized that I am so guilty when it comes to being addicted to my phone. And it's something that I feel like I'm constantly dealing with and working on. And I feel like I'm constantly confessing it <laughs> during reconciliation of just the amount of time that I spent on my phone, the danger of just like scrolling and getting into the comparison game. And like you mentioned it and it's so, you said it perfectly, especially social media. It's, it's a platform where I feel like it, like Satan kind of strives in that realm. Like mm -hmm. it is so much about distraction and like, that's the devil's essential, like it's like the devil's main goal in life is to distract us from God and from our family and from all that's good in the world. Right. And, and, and he almost like puts a pretty pink bow over it. Like that's why it's so addicting because we keep coming back to it, but essentially that's what it is. It is such a distractor and it, it is taking us away from the things that are, should be the most important in our lives. And you know, like the danger of our phones is that it is likely 
always on us. Most people have cell phones and cell phones are created with convenience and ease in mind. So it's truly supposed to like set up to be something that is so easy to use and something that you want to continue to go back to and not even think about it. And I actually read recently that iPhone users unlock their device on average 80 times a day. Like I think that's every 15 minutes or so. And I feel like even sometimes I unlock my phone more than more? 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was literally thinking about myself. <laughs> so I would be really interesting to, to know. And maybe there's a way to know how many times you unlock your phone. I know that there's ways that you can track like screen time and stuff, but that is just, I think there's times where I just like, don't even think about it. And I unlock my phone and I have nothing to look at. And then I like lock it again. Just like, it's just habit. Um, and it's just something that has become so mindless and instinctive that we likely don't even realize that we're doing it. And there are some things that like I have tried in the past to help limit screen time. Um, and I'll mention some of those later, but it is definitely something that I very much struggle with every day. And so this is going to be a good podcast. I am here to be like, I'm not here to tell everyone like, this is the way to, to fix it, but it is an issue. And I think a lot of people deal with it. And so hopefully this conversation will just be a little eye-opening and encourage others to take a step away from their device and spend more time with God and spend more time with their friends and family. Yeah, totally. I mentioned this in the comparison episode and I can't remember, I, I don't know if that one's already up or not, but I um, took a big break from my phone, like a few months, not from my phone, sorry, from social media. And it changed my entire life, truly. And lately, like you just kind of that stat of opening every, opening your phone every 15 minutes, I feel like I have been struggling a lot with it lately and feeling very anxious about my phone and feeling like I'm just doing it to do it kind of, and not, um, it, it's definitely an addiction right now. And I've been feeling like I want a detox a little bit. And so from the book that I talked about earlier, there is a study from 2017. So a little dated, but it is from the American psychological associations stress in America report that they run every year. And the study basically said that two thirds of Americans agree that unplugging or like phone detoxes would help their mental health, yet not even a quarter of them actually practice this. And I I just feel like it's kind of funny that we as humans, like we know deep down what is best for us and what is best for our mental health and, you know, what is best for our health in general. And we know that time away from our phones would help us a lot yet we don't do anything about it and we don't take those detoxes. So I also mentioned this in the comparison episode, so I won't uh, talk about it much, but I read a book that talked about Sabbathing from your phone is kind of like the new modern day Sabbath instead of like the whole, you know, Sabbath. It's like taking time away from your phone is basically like giving your time back to God And so I, that was my new year's resolution and I haven't been great at sticking to it at all, but when I do, it is the best thing ever. And I look forward to that day so much. Um, so I'm curious, Tori, do you ever like 
force yourself to take like phone detoxes or like time away from your phone at yeah. all? Yeah. So I wish I could say that I am like religious about taking time away every day, but I'm not. Um, there are definitely moments where I can catch myself. And I think in those times I'm like, what am I doing? And I'll keep my phone upstairs. And, and especially since I've had fits, uh, my son, I've been a little, like, I've been a lot more mindful about spending time on my phone around him just because, you know, I'm working and he's at daycare all day. So the time I do have with him is so valuable and I catch myself like, and I am guilty of it. Like I'm not perfect at it, but I'm just tired from the day and, you know, I'm on my phone and he's playing and, you know, I, those are moments I don't want to miss. And yes, he's still like really young and probably doesn't know any different, but I don't want him to grow up like thinking, Oh, mom or dad are, they're always on their phone or mom's always on her phone and not paying attention to me. And so since having kids, I, I feel like I have been extra cautious about it. Um, I'll mention this later too, but one thing that my husband and I implemented, I think it was like a, about a year ago or so was no phones in the bedroom. And so that has been amazing for us. It's been really good for our marriage too. And so that's just a couple of times where I do like unplug. And recently I've been, I haven't been good at this, but I've been trying to, to like go upstairs and plug my phone away in the room. That's not our bedroom. And around like seven 30 or 8 PM and just like have that last hour of the day, either just spent with my husband or reading or doing something else, but just not being on my phone. And when I am consistent on it, it, I definitely notice like a difference in my mood and my mental health and everything. So I know it's, imp- it's really important. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, and that's the problem. Like, I think that many people, they recognize that they're addicted or attached to their phones and may even like the idea of completely detoxing or unplugging, but it is something that is in a very addictive. So like, and that's the problem. Like if you, if you think about any other type of addiction or things that affect our health, like overeating or overspending or drinking, um, pornography, you name it. Like, I feel like a handful of people recognize that there's an issue or something they want to change. So for instance, like if you're overweight and you want to lose weight, like it's really, really hard to be dedicated to doing all the right things to get you to where you want to be. And I feel like being addicted to your phone is similar in that you recognize that it might be a problem and you, you don't want to be addicted to your phone, but because it's an addiction And because it's so mindless, like you really have to be intentional to make changes. And like, without being intentional, you're probably going to just like end up going back to the habits that you're used to. So, you know, one thing that scares me is how prevalent technology is today and just like how much more it will become over the years. And I mentioned this before, but like, as a mom now, I'm even more nervous about like how that will affect my, my son and my children. And, you know, I just have to be more mindful to like set the example that we don't have to spend all of our time and free time on our phone. And so 
specifically with cell phones, like what makes me nervous is that it's a tool that almost just prompts some sinful behavior. Mm-hmm. So again, I am just as guilty of this, but when I spend countless minutes and hours on my phone, like I realize that my focus is way less on the time and attention of my faith, my family, my health and my well-being. I'm just simply scrolling and specifically to social media, like I really think that certain social media can lead to sin as it glorifies like lives of others. It might prompt envious thoughts or wishing that you had a different life. Um, It can also lead to maybe overspending in certain areas, living or longing for a life of material things, you know, having idols that aren't God. And I do believe that it can lead to adultery, lust, or infidelity. And pornography is like a whole other topic that I hope that we can address like in later, in a later episode, maybe in a different season, but that is something that unfortunately many people deal with and many people struggle with It affects not only their own lives, but their marriage and their relationships. And, and pornography is something that a lot of people have access to that right in their pocket through their, through their cell phone. So not just social media, but just the access, especially smartphones have is something that I think we all need to be mindful of and kind of take a step back and see how this is really affecting our health, our relationship, and maybe even our family. Yeah, that's so true. I had two thoughts from your, what you just said. So I teach on Wednesday nights, youth ministry for high schoolers. And I just have like a group of six girls that I teach. And one of our topics was social media. And we talked a lot about how it affects them so deeply and um, how much judgment they get as high school girls and how much worry and how much gossip and how much just terrible things can come from it and, um, how it's affected their lives. And I remember, um, driving home that night and just thinking and like praying for all of them and thinking about my daughter and thinking about in, you know, 15, 16 years, how much worse it will be for her than it even is for those girls now and how much worse it is for them than it was for me. And like all of these things, it just, it is crazy to me. And I don't have like a perfect like solution for that at all. But, um, I have been praying about that a lot because it has affected me so much from hearing from those girls. And so I don't know, I just, yeah, like you said, the effects of it on children is so much more than we can even comprehend and will be even more intense in the future. So, you know, just, you know, another thing to kind of think about. Yeah. Um, And I can't remember. (laughs) Of course. That's okay. It's fine. No, I'll, (laughs) no, I'll just jump into because um, one thing that I was thinking about as we were preparing this was how many times I have felt the like itch to just get a flip phone, like to just like, (laughs) seriously, like I, I think that that would be one of the only ways to break my habit is just to not have access to it and like to truly just throw it away and like go old school and not have access to it. And 
if I want to check Instagram or, you know, get on social media, sometimes like I'll have to just use my laptop or do something that way. Or maybe I just don't need social media, but I feel like God has like poked me a few times and be like, you don't need that thing. You know, you can just get a flip phone and live life like the olden days. And I'm like, uh, but, (laughs) but I need it. (laughs) Sorry. I just, the thought came back to me. Oh, good, good. Um, okay. So you, you talked about how, um, you know, we have access to this very scary and negative world on the internet. At times it can be very negative. Of course, there are so many good things that have come from the internet, but, um, when you talked about pornography and how everyone has access to it, this stat is not 100% accurate because I can't exactly remember where I heard it. I honestly think it was that night that, um, at youth ministry, we talked about this, but it, there was some sort of stat that said like boys will be exposed to pornography, like, a, like 80% or something like that mm-hmm. by the age of 12. Mm-hmm. And that scared me as well. Yeah. And it's just, it's so scary to think about how easy it is to access that kind of thing mm-hmm. for little kids yes. to be able to just like access that without even wanting to or mm-hmm. intending to or you know all of those things it's just it's yeah. mind blowing and so yeah that was the other thing of course yeah. that stat is not like 100% perfect i can't remember where i heard <laughs> it and what the exact stat was but it was something along those lines yeah and i'm sure honestly like you're probably not far off or if anything it might even be worse than that unfortunately like mm-hmm. right again i really do feel like I would like to have an episode on pornography because I do think it's not something that people really talk about much. And I feel like it's even become so normalized in our society and almost expected of people. And it is so, so harmful to marriages, to relationships, to your own well-being. And I think that it is crazy. Like 90% of people have, you know, or been exposed to or been exposed or experienced it. And, um, and I know that I know some people personally who have, have had a calling to speak out on pornography. And I would like to try and get someone on to kind of talk to us about it because I'm not as educated, but I do think it is a very important topic to discuss and maybe educate some of our listeners around because, um, I think it affects more people than we would realize. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that would be a great, a great um, topic to dive into. Switching gears a little bit, a little lighter. Um, (laughs) So we talked a little bit about how I have been very much in the habit of just reaching my phone, just reaching for my phone just because. And lately what I've been trying to do, I haven't been perfect at it, but setting bedtime or morning limits. So I know you said like you know, you don't have your phone in the bedroom at all. And I love that. And I feel like I should implement that. I need to like get an alarm clock or something, but (laughs) it's just so habit for us to reach for our phones right away in the morning. And that can actually be very anxiety provoking to start your day. And it can start your day on a reactive note. I actually read a book again. I'm like, don't remember what book it was, but (laughs) Back when I was at um, a job that was a little more stressful, I had read a book about um, starting your day on a reactive note. 
can be really detrimental for the rest of your day. And so when I was in this particular job, I struggled quite a bit with like work induced anxiety. And so I had to limit myself to not checking my email for the first 30 minutes of work because otherwise I was starting my day off like reactively and allowing myself to be pulled in a lot of different directions. And that's the same thing that we do with our phone. If we are choosing to be on our phone right away, we are choosing to be reactive and, you know, text people or go on social media and, you know, comparing ourselves right away in the morning, those kind of things. And it can be really just a bad foot to start the day on. And so like, for example, with work, instead I would create some tasks for myself at the end of the day to start my next day with for like those first 30 minutes. And then once I had those things done and squared away, then I would allow myself to check messages and emails. And I think with your phone, it can be very similar where if your priority is to have a great morning routine where you're spending time in the word, where you're maybe going for a walk or doing your workout, you're getting ready, you're eating breakfast, and then you allow yourself to check your phone, it can start the day off like you're in control instead of your phone is controlling you, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, the easy thing to do when you roll out of bed is, is to grab your phone because it is so mindless and you're Mm -hmm. tired and you just feel like that's what you need to like wake your body up. But you're so right. If you, if you just step away from your phone and do some of the things that, you know, will set your mind right for the day, then it can totally change that outlook and the outcome of your day just by deciding to hold off on opening your phone for like an hour or 30 minutes or however long you decide. But one thing I think I struggle with too, is just like the good versus the bad of cell phone, because although there are many negative things that come with smartphones, I also recognize the beauty of it too. And just like the ability to FaceTime with family, especially over the last you know year and a half, it's been a blessing to be able to ke- connect virtually with family members that we wouldn't necessarily be able to see otherwise, um, especially now that Fitz is growing. We are able to FaceTime with my parents, with Tim's parents, and um, have that ability for him to like see them and see his cousins, which is great. It also allows for us to like connect and catch up with old friends and relatives and even just capture moments that we can look back on. And that's just really special. And those are all good things that come with having a phone. But I think the trouble is just like knowing when to turn it off and like having a really healthy balance with it and just staying disciplined with, with how you use it. So there is good with phones. Um, I'm not advocating for everyone to go out and get flip phones, but I do think that it's good to just recognize maybe where we're falling short or where we could be better and like trying to implement like little things that we could do to maybe help with unplugging or detoxing a little bit from our phones. Yeah, totally. That just reminded me when you were saying like, no, don't go get a flip phone or whatever. (laughs) Bobby and I were just talking about this the other night because when we started dating, I was in eighth grade and he was in ninth grade and he had just got his first phone for Christmas. And it was like a little, whatever, like (laughs) phone that you had to like 
pay for minute or pay for numbers of texts. Do you remember that? Where <laughs> oh, you have like 300 yeah. texts a month or whatever. Oh yeah. We got in yeah. so many family fights over that. <laughs> yes. I know. It was so funny. And I remember this one day, Bobby and I were in the gym of our school and he let me pick my ringtone for my calls to his like little <laughs> flip phone, which I just think is so funny. So yeah, that, just no, it's just crazy is, how things have changed. But yeah, it kind of also reminds me back of like when AOL was a thing or like instant oh messaging like that in itself was almost addicting. Like I remember I could not wait to go on AOL to see like if my crush was on and like just <laughs> waiting for the message. And I feel like that's where it all started was like AOL yeah. and getting those instant messages. And it kind of goes back to like the social media wanting um just reassurance that like or what's the word I'm looking for yeah like, no like you like the endorphins that you get from yeah. from like the conversation and it's almost just like you said it's just like addicting we yeah. just became addicted to it in that sense so early and it's changed right. so much but it's still so similar yes exactly and like getting likes or getting like hooks commenting and I'm going to be honest, like, I don't even look to see who likes my photos. And I don't know if it's just, I become like immune to, to that, or like, mm -hmm. I just don't care anymore. But, you know, I used to like, look to see how many likes I would get or who was liking it. And maybe it's because I'm married and have a mom. I've never my mom, but like, now <laughs> I feel like I just like, I don't, but I, but it's more of the engagement, like mm -hmm. who's interacting, like who's commenting, it's because that stuff feels good too. Um, yeah, totally. But anyway, that's just kind of reminded me of back to the like AOL days when yeah, I remember kind of like trying to sneak upstairs so my mom wouldn't yell at or my dad wouldn't yell at me yeah. for being on AOL. You've again. been on MSN all yeah. night. Yeah. You need to like do your homework. Yeah. I right. feel that. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to transition a little bit now into just kind of some advice, some takeaways, things that maybe the listeners can, um, implement in their lives or at least, you know, try to. Um, so one thing that I read in that book that I mentioned at the beginning, she talked about how birthdays have changed so much. And I think this is so interesting because I was thinking about this on my birthday too, how like in college we used to post on our Instagram feed, like a picture of whoever's birthday it was with like a, whatever, like, you know, a nice caption and all of that. And now it's turned into like stories. And I feel like that's kind of almost going away. Like mm -hmm. it's weird how things have changed, but she was saying that we avoid even calling people now on their birthdays. Like we would rather text them than call them and spend the time talking to them and saying, wishing them a heartfelt happy birthday. And, um, the suggestion that she had in the book was try sending people cards on their birthday instead of texting them. Like the feeling of receiving snail mail is still very warm and enjoyable. And it far outweighs the joy of receiving a text. And so I thought that that was a really good takeaway and something I'm going to try my best to implement a little bit better instead of just like texting people, mm -hmm. trying to send them a card or even calling them. And, and it's so simple, like right. to send a birthday card is really something so simple, but it's the thought, like knowing someone went out of their way to do it right. and think about it. And like, 
it is so special and it is way more meaningful than a text mm-hmm. or maybe even a yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly. that. And like, they picked out that card for you and they wrote a, that special message and all of those things. So yeah, I'm going to try and implement that one. Um, the other one, this is something that I do a lot and I know there's some caveats with this one. So leave your phone at home when you go out to eat or for a walk or to run errands. So I only ever do this if I'm with Bobby. Like I would never go for a walk by myself without my phone. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. And I'm not recommending that, but <laughs> I am saying like, if you are going for a walk with your family or, um, you're going to run an errand, like if Bobby and I just need to pick something up at the grocery store, we usually go together and I will choose to leave my phone at home because I just don't need it. And it's kind of like, I'm not attached to it. Like I don't have a leash on my phone kind of thing. And it's, it feels good to just be away from it for even if it's 10 minutes, it feels good. And so that's something that I do implement quite a bit actually. And I love it. And I always have to make sure Bobby has his phone, but, (laughs) but that's kind of just, you know, something easy that you can implement, um, in your life too. Yeah. I love that. I feel like Tim is really good about doing that. Um, he'll leave his phone in the car, um, when we go out to eat or whenever we're running errands or especially like going to mass, like he'll leave his phone in the car. Cause obviously you don't need your, to have your phone on you in mass, but yeah. I always notice him leaving his phone behind, um, which then makes me be like, well, one of us needs, to have our phone. <laughs> yeah. but it's a good exactly. reminder that like, you really don't need it to do some of those simple things. So totally. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my last one, I know Tori, you're going to maybe talk, you already mentioned this a little bit and I think you're going to talk about it a little bit more, but bringing your phone into the bedroom or another one is the bathroom with you. So this was also something she mentioned, Catherine Price mentioned in that book that areas of our life that used to be very private. Um, so even just as simple as going to the restroom, we now spend that time with our phone and, um, it's just kind of interesting how attached we are to our phone in those, those situations. And so that's just a very easy area where you can choose to not have your phone next to you spend some time in your brain or like if you're not bringing it into the bedroom, you know, that is your private Zen space. That's just another easy way to, I don't know, not be attached to your phone. So I am good about not bringing it into the bathroom with me. I do have my phone in the bedroom and I do like use that for my alarm and I'm on it before bed and all of those things. So I would love to implement being a little bit better about that, at least setting like bedtime limits or things like that. But so that's something that I will take away as well. I love that. And again, um, I mentioned this earlier, but again, about a year ago, Tim and I decided to have no phones in the bedroom. And honestly, I have to give all the credit to Tim because it was definitely his idea. And I was super apprehensive about it at first. Like I'm the person who sets 10 alarms in the morning so that like I can make sure that I'm up. Um, And so I was certain that I needed to have my phone in the room for that own very reason. So 
Tim went out and bought me a good old fashioned alarm clock. So then I literally had no excuse. And I'm so glad that he did because it has, again, been such a great thing for us and for our marriage. I've honestly gotten such great sleep since implementing that. Like I'm sure. Yeah. I, I've always been kind of the person that like, well, actually, no, like when I did have my phone, I would stay up way later than I would actually way later than I would need to. And since not having it in the room, I'm one of those people that like my head hits the pillow and I'm tired. I'm out in like four or five minutes. Like Mm -hmm. I fall asleep so easily now. And it's just been so nice to just have that space. And I have I don't read a ton. Like I wish I could, I I read more, but if I do read, sometimes it's right before bed. And that also is a great way to wind down. And usually Mm -hmm. I I read something, something of Catholic faith or religion or maybe scripture just to get myself in the right mindset right before I fall asleep. And I also like am a way more consistent about praying before I fall asleep too. So I definitely think like, I, I totally, totally understand like the hesitation around doing it. Cause I was like the same way, but just bite the bullet and try it for like a month. And I think you won't ever go back to having it in on your nightstand. The only time I do have it in my room is like, if Tim is on away for work or on a work trip or not home, like I obviously <laughs> I'm scared. So I, yeah. I have it right, <laughs> right next to me, but other than that, yeah, it's just, it's not in our room. So that would be my one, my first recommendation. And then I have a couple others. Um, you mentioned this before too, Mary, but just like setting time each night to turn your phone off or put it on the charger in a, in a room you're not going to be in, or just set time even in the morning. Like, like you mentioned, have a morning routine before you allow yourself to open your phone and just try and stay consistent with it. And it doesn't have to be like huge chunks of time. It could be like, if you go to bed at 10, maybe turning your phone off or stepping away from your phone around eight or even nine. And then in the morning, just give yourself a good hour or so to wake up, do the things you want to do before you open your phone. Also, there's, if you have an iPhone, I'm not sure about other smartphones, but I'm sure they have something similar. You can set screen time limits. So if anything, this will be like a huge eye opener to just how much time you do spend on your phone and specific, specific social media apps. I actually did this during Lent last year. I limited myself to one hour of social media a day and it was, it was really, really great. Um, honestly, I, I almost wish I just got rid of it completely because, you know, I would probably take up the full hour of the day, but it did opened my eyes to when Lent was over. Like I was still getting the reports every week of going over my time or how much time I would spend on my phone. And it's just super eye-opening to really know, know how much time, mm-hmm. like it's almost sick being honestly, some days you're like, what I spent how many hours on my phone? How's that possible? So that if you are just curious about really like how much time you are spending, you can, you can check your, you can turn on your screen time notifications, or you can even set limits to that. So I would look into that. And then lastly, my advice would be try and get like an accountability partner, maybe talk with a friend, or if you live with a roommate, maybe it's your spouse or significant other, but see if maybe they would also implement some rules around phone time, screen time, 
together. So like no phones after eight o'clock or no phones in the bedroom or no phones during meals or whatever it is. Like you guys can kind of set the rules around it, but that way you both are doing it. And so it's, it's even encouraging. So like, let's say that you and your spouse decide, okay, we're going to turn both of our phones off at eight o'clock. Like then, you know, that you'll have a good couple hours just of like quality time together. Even if you're just sitting and watching TV, like at least you're not sitting there scrolling on your phones and not like acknowledging each other, which Mm -hmm. again, I'm guilty of doing that too. So I think it might be helpful to have someone to do it with you and um, maybe hold each other accountable and maybe it won't. You'll realize it's not so bad after all, if you just take that time for each other. Those are all great. I'm like so excited to implement all of these. I feel like this came at the perfect time for me because I have been on my phone way too much. So I'm excited to kind of implement some of these. And I hope the listeners can take away one or two things at least from this episode to implement in their lives. Maybe it motivated you to just spend a little less time on your phone. That's our hope. Okay, so without further ado, we are going to go ahead and end in prayer, if everyone will bow their heads. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of this day, and we thank you so much for the blessing of life. We thank you so much for our families and friends, um, those that we get to connect with through our phones um, at a distance. We thank you so much for all of the small and big blessings in our lives. We thank you for the changing seasons and the approaching holidays where we get to spend time face-to-face with some of our family, families and friends. And we just, we just ask, Lord, that you would watch over us as we are making decisions on our phones and spending time on our phones. Um, Help us to discern when we are using our phones as idols or spending too much time on our phones. Help us, motivate us to detox a little bit from from our phones. Um, We would like to end today with an Our Father for um, just that exact intention. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.